Alrighty, welcome to the Jersey Boys pod. Just a brief intro here. Uh, this is a fun, long, it's a long pod. I forgot how long it was until I went to edit it and saw how long it was. Uh, but it's a fun way we chat about the aesthetics of sports and something uh, uh, like our enjoyment of sports in a sense of going to the event and the surrounding events, the neighborhoods, the the stadiums, the feel, all that stuff that goes along with the experience of going to a sporting event, which is a major part of our enjoyment and like an adjacent thing to the jerseys and as well as the sports in general. Um, so yeah, it's a fun pod. Well, this was recorded uh, a week ago. It's it's been a it's been a wild week since, and I had no time to get around to it. But we try to make these pods something that can be listened to at any time and and be relevant. So it's not much of an issue there. The only thing is, we were talking about baseball um, stadiums a bit because the lockout was still um, ongoing at that time, and and then I think it ended like twelve hours later <laughs> after we finished recording, which is great. We're 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 so glad that baseball is going to be back, and an agreement was was able to be um, arranged. Uh, between the players and the league, and uh, and yeah, we're looking forward to baseball being being back. But yes, the context of this is that if we're talking about um, the the lockout or anything like this, this was before it was when it was still ongoing. So yeah, um, apart from that, we'll get into it. Oh, there is one more thing. I think there was a point of the podcast where I refer to Rob Manfred and I say Don Garber, who is the MLS commissioner, not the baseball commissioner. Manfred was who I was referencing, but I said Don Garber, and I don't shade didn't pick up on it either. We just were having a couple of beers and rattling through as we do. Um, but, yeah, you know, anyone that's listened to us knows us by now and knows how that's how we roll. But there, that's just to give you that there. So if to uh, make sure there's no confusion when that does arise at some point, if you do sit there and say, have a do a double take and be like, why are you mentioning Don Garber right now? That's why I meant Manfred. I'm sorry. I'm a fucking idiot. But let's go. Let's get into the Jersey Boys pod. Uh, check us out on Instagram and Twitter, um, as well as the jerseyboyspod.com uh, if you want to see any of the stuff that we're talking about. Let's fucking go. All right. Hey, babe. This is a Jersey Boys pod <laughs> with with David and Shay, uh, the Jersey Boys pod. We were talking yeah. off air about um, the well. I thought it was a very isolated thing that Julian Edwin called called people babe, and then Shay has informed me, and this is my new thing I've learned for the day. And now everyone listening to this podcast, all two of you, will know now too that it seems to be an East Coast thing that people call each other babe, like like guys do, and it's just like a like a hey bro, but it's but it's babe. like uh upper echelon thing like you have to be like a swab dude to pull it off i think yeah yeah like people in wallingford aren't calling each other babe because you'll be hate crimed but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah i don't yeah. mind no that's yeah that's why i was just like i'm gonna try opening the pod with it and it didn't feel completely natural but also didn't feel unnatural either so i don't know what that says just a little bit of it's new ground for me so we'll see <laughs> you probably haven't cracked a beer yet i think it definitely flows after a couple you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm cracking i'm cracking i'm cracking a pink pink gin so you know that's what we're, i'm having for today but um that's a babe ass yeah. drink <laughs> well i needed something i needed something low alcohol because i gotta i gotta keep functional for um some other things i'm doing later today as well as um, driving to pick up Andrea. So that's another thing. That's probably the most important thing, but I wasn't putting that. <laughs> as well as just being a man that. in your thirties, you should probably like not be wasted by noon o'clock, but <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
although the, the the Portland Trailblazers, our Portland Trailblazers, are about to play basketball, so I probably will want to be wasted by noon o'clock. Um, although it is afternoon. Basketball, they're fucking bad as shit. <laughs> <laughs> they will make dumbass plays. <laughs> yeah, I would be all in on. I know we're supposed to be all in on the tank, but I'd be in on a win over the Yaz. Yeah, it's it's funny because I'm like you know me. I've famously been on the tank very early on, um, sending the gifs through to the group chat and just uh, just enjoying enjoying the process. Uh, enjoying embracing. my pain, really, because you know, yeah. <laughs> you knew, you knew, you knew how it was like death by a thousand cuts with your yeah, I... thanking memes <laughs> and <laughs> gifs. <laughs> I just love that that gift is Yeah, maybe, maybe you know, uh, it's uh, it's one of those butterfly effect things. David sends a gif of a tank rolling in a motor center and Shay gets COVID. On it's the a other cut side of the because it weakened my immune system because my brain was busy attacking the negative thoughts. Also, <laughs> our last pod, I had COVID for sure. So that's wild. And it was like, I was in the throes of it. So that's wild. Was that before you knew? Oh, yeah. Well, I guess it has been two I weeks. I tested positive years. less than 12 hours later. And I had like... That's right. Yeah. I had like a sore throat. And I was just like... I'd only had a couple of beers um, before then. And I felt like I was dying. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm glad we got through that one then. Because, yeah, you were... Yeah, it was... I, I forget kind of time is a flat circle, all that fucking shit. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like last last episode was like literally I think ten minutes after we finished recording, um, the, those rusky bastards um, did that stupid thing they're doing and um, they're continuing to do. And we our thoughts are obviously with um, all the innocent victims of war wherever that may be. Uh, it's not isolated to Ukraine either, but that is the one that everyone's yeah. got on their minds I at the would moment. Like but to apologize for the the like last fifteen minutes of that pod. I w- I had COVID. First of all, not excuse, <laughs> but my brain was turning into a into a hot stew with potatoes and carrots. Um, but sounds yeah. delicious. I I didn't. I thought Putin was bluffing, and you know, we're both students of history, and so we knew how serious it was. And then, uh, yeah, it just happened right after we podcasted, and it was like, fuck. I think mm. we like stayed on after the pod to just talk to each other about how like what to expect and how crazy this is so yeah and a text thread my bad us as <laughs> yeah I've, I've, uh, i know yeah. i i listened well, to it back and, and, and it, yeah our brief comments about it were actually you know when you, you as it's one of those things that we, people you know when they know us and i hope people get to know us through this podcast the one most of the people listen to it know us anyway but they know <laughs> kind of how we deal with world events is by is kind of a self-deprecating way of talking about things because we know how serious um, history and, and all these things are, but the only way you can sometimes do, and we were, you know, we were, we were talking about it in a supportive way anyway. So I put a little, I put a little fronter on the podcast anyway, which made it, made it all Thank good. You. So, um, but yeah, it was, um, yeah, you had COVID um, an invasion, an invasion of a sovereign nation was about to begin. And then two weeks later, we're here talking about um, just, we're, we're able to do our thing again, which is good. Um, but yeah, well, we're always Ukrainian people really like, like, I think our last pod, we were like really worried about like what was going to happen. And then I think mm-hmm. Ukraine has been such a short source of inspiration that like we're in better 
spirits than we even were before the war. But it's still yeah, innocent yeah. people. No, we have it, but it's it's such a it's such a weird thing because we the information is so um yeah, and that's that's what wartime is, unfortunately, is information comes out and, and sometimes it's not always you know, you get fragments and you're trying to piece it together. But um, from everything we can tell, it's uh, kind of what we, you know, some people might have expected in the in the sense of Russia not being organized um, and Ukraine being far more, um, having far more resistance, resistance than um, the propaganda made of, that was put out beforehand may have told us. So it's, um, it's you know, it, it's inspirational is always a weird word to use because it's like inspiration when it comes from people having to make a life or death choice is always a hard thing to try and metabolize i guess but it is you know you've got to look at it and say look you know these people the the good people of ukraine that are they're fighting and, and defending with their lives are um you've got to look at it and say those are those are the kind of bit that that kind of the human face of it is what you've got to look at and, and, and be inspired by it and, and, and then take that message and go forward and think, all right, how do we get to a point where we actually learn from this? Because as you said, students of history, Ever. <laughs> we always say, you know, you're doomed to, you know, the, the all we've learned is that we seem to be doomed to repeat it, unfortunately. But yeah, you just, and that's, that's you know, the kind of thing you just look at and hope that those messages from those people, because all those people are all saying like, that this needs to stop. So that's what we need to get to a point of as human society. But um never it won't happen yeah. i hate that guy but it's just like no every- no I, I i you know you know me I'm, I'm with you. I, but <laughs> every- that's like the message that you have to put out is like otherwise you just you kind of just got to keep going with that even yeah, if it's just course. a it's minuscule like- frag- fragment of hope that you have within yourself it's just all you it, you know, keeps you going yeah totally that's what living life like with depression is. So, <laughs> um, yeah. i have plenty of experience with that but yeah it's just um yeah, it's a terrible time, but uh, the sports world has been great about it. Um, I think, uh, I, I mean, that's not a big factor, but, you know, it's at least somewhat positive that everybody has come out and supported Ukraine, which I don't think Russia was expecting. And like even Russians who are playing sports um, internationally have come out against uh, their own government. So that's been cool to see. Um because that carries a hefty weight over there. And obviously, um, your hot kit of the week, Brittany Griner, got to get her out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's wild, that story. Um, bullshit by the way. That, you yeah. know, who knows if they planted uh, I should probably just stop talking right now before I get myself in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, no, I've heard that there's like the, the local radio show in Portland that I listen to. Yeah, absolutely talked about the, what you were about to talk about. So, um, right, I can't, yeah, yeah. I can't, yeah. I'm yeah, not a anyway. shock, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like this is uh, this is actually a hot and cold kit for me. So, hot kits is um, our stars of the WNBA and teams like so, Brittany Griner. Um, the reason she's over in Russia is she's making more money there, I think, than she does in the yeah. WNBA. We also had a story in between our last podcast and this podcast. Um, the New York Liberty uh, basketball team. Um, I don't know I if you heard this, this story. <laughs> no, this was uh, they got fined $500,000. And for a while, there was some stories that the WNBA discussed dismantling the franchise because of the New York Liberty paying for charter flights for their team. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You saw that thing, which I guess goes against the collective bargaining agreement, but essentially what I could find from that story is they were fined for treating their players well. Yeah. And the WN- WNBA is like, no, we can't have that. 
So between the fact that WNBA can't play pay its players enough to actually, you know, I mean, I think even though it's Brown, growing think, in popularity and has a great television yeah. with ESPN, but it could be better. But whatever. Yeah, and that's what I'm like. The WNBA is a great thing. Obviously, I'm not slant. This is not a slamming of women's sports. This is actually me slamming the league itself. Is like, oh, of course, yeah. is there to is one of the like WNBA is actually one of the main you know female leagues in the world that is kind of at the forefront of trying to get us to this point where we we stop saying oh, the women over there playing, we actually call it a legitimate league, which we do. But, you know, some people, you still have those neck beards on the internet. Um, I say that as I've just got a fucking out of control beard. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Those guys um, that, uh, you know, just say, oh, no, women shouldn't be paid the same because they're not the same. They don't have the same level of skill. And it's because, well, they don't get enough money to be able to put that into their game. You know, WNBA. Like less neck beards and more like dudes in backwards hats and Oakley's. <laughs> yeah well yeah yeah exactly um but but yeah yeah w, I mean, the wnba britney grind is stuck in russia because she went over to like make more money there than she is doing playing in the wnba even though they've always done that athletes yeah. have always done that and that's, that's really what they've got to do and this is what to have to play year round like yeah you're not supposed to do that <laughs> it's like that's why yeah. yeah i mean yeah the wnba is on the forefront of a lot of things except when it comes to pay, which is really the bottom line in this country. Mm -hmm. We live in a doomed capitalist capitalistic society that like the bottom line's a dollar sign. And so like, Oh, the WNBA wants to be all of these things. It's like, well then fucking pay your players. So they don't have to go to Russia in the first place. And you know, this is just a political stunt for Russia as well. So it's like, this story is just super fucked up at every level. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Obviously, there's the the um, there's the angle of uh, you know Russia not being the most friendly place for LGBTQ uh, people. So you know, there's it's a genuine or I, minorities I, or yeah. women or everything that could possibly go against her because mm. it's a backwards ass nation that needs another revolution. Yeah, so that is a worry for um, for. Britney over there and I you know I just hope that the wiser heads prevail even though there's been a repeated um failure of that prevailing in this current you know conflict with Russia and the rest of the world but yeah just in general it's like the WNBA um I it's it's disappointing to me to see those stories like obviously the Britney Griner one's a little bit different in the sense that she was over there so it's not strictly WNBA but the, the New York Liberty one was really disappointing for me to see especially when you've got someone like sabrina ionescu who's um such a was so so close to um you know go ducks um the, the, the goat absolutely I just stuttered um, maybe the first time ever so that was weird <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh it's those 5.5 percent um beers there <laughs> it's covid um, probably still somehow <laughs> that too, that too. into my life yeah <laughs> um but you know she's you know we look at everything that's wrapped up in the New York Liberty as a team. That's um, they're not, you know, they're not the best team in the league at currently. They haven't been. They're founding team. Beating though. championships, but they, yeah, they're spending they're spending money on their and their players and their team and the and the league's going. Oh no, that's that's outside of it. It's like have some tact. I think like okay, yeah, it's whatever collective bargaining stuff. I didn't look into. I didn't look into any depth of that. I just read an article about it, and so you know. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But uh, to me, it just I seems mean, like, okay, maybe instead of the league going, oh, we're going to fine you half a million dollars, maybe we need to look at what 
what we're doing and see that this team's doing this and that we, we need to start looking at ways to both pay our players better and, and, and treat our players better as well. And if a team is just treating their players well, like the amount of things that we see in the world of sports where our teams aren't, uh, don't treat their players well, it's a refreshing thing to see it. And then the team gets in trouble. You know, you look at the Blazers, they had to fire their fucking GM because he's, he's apparently a, a piece of shit to be around. And, and we don't hear as much about that than we do the, the team just sim- simply just trying to make sure their players are taken as uh, care of on the road and, and all those things. So, yeah. And so it's disappointing. Hot kit, the Liberty jersey, just apart from that little square that has a WNBA logo because right now that's on my shit list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a great jersey, by the way, the, the oh, yeah. um, Liberty one. Yeah, the uh, the aqua blue kind of with the the Lady Liberty with the with the torch and Andrea's got one of the equality ones with the equality nice. across the yeah. front. I'll post it. I'll post it on um on the uh, on the installator. We found that in this. We found that jersey in a store. I've got the video. I should put that on the Insta as well of when like I gave like I f- I found it and then called Andrea over and I was just like, this is like a Sabrina jersey, a New York Liberty jersey in a local northern suburb sports store in adelaide like south australia that's, i was like this is this is cool like that's a big moment so, for WNBA. yeah so maybe they should but, utilize that momentum rather than fucking yeah like that kind of decision you know and it was the thing where like those jerseys like i couldn't get one after she got drafted because they sold it out yeah. so quick. so it's like people in adelaide had a better chance at a jersey than i knew <laughs> it was like I like the league was probably saying don't do this because then other teams are going to want it. But it's like, Hey, if you have the money for it, fuck off. Like, yeah, it reminds me of the NBA, like in the NBA and the ABA, those crazy stories, like before they had chartered flights and stuff, it's like, this is where we're at with that. So let's just push it forward. We know how this story goes. It's going to end up with WNBA players having consistently chartered flights. So let's just speed Mm. it up. But hey, change doesn't happen quickly. That's something yeah. I've learned in my soon to be 33 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're getting closing very, very close to your Larry Bird, but Larry Bird Day. Um, my Jesus Day. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, don't, we don't acknowledge that guy on this podcast. Um, no. <laughs> Only when I say I'm the second coming. So. <laughs> I guess we'll find out this year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just don't go plan any trips to uh to uh, Italy this year. I'm gonna fine. try to stay away from trees. I'm gonna let that joke sit. <laughs> <laughs> because crucifixes weren't obviously like a, a small letter T. They weren't that crafts there wasn't that much craftsmanship so if he did exist they like basically nailed him to a tree yeah i mean i mean he was a carpenter so i don't know oh my god we're going to hell mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow what if he okay i'm nope nope not today satan let's move, let's move on uh if Jesus was alive today, would he get a role in the uh, Portland Trailblazers starting lineup? I think he could do whatever he wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, trick I'm just question. seeing CJ. 
great question. Jesus is already on the Blazers. His name's Anthony Simons. So that's fair. He he is the savior and the second coming of the of the uh, dra- drafted point guard. So it's like the classic: who would win in a fight, Lemmy or God? Trick question: Lemmy is God. So <laughs> <laughs> that's from an amazing '90s movie called Airheads, which is just mm. so good. Young, young Brendan Fraser, just uh, <laughs> young Adam Sandler, young Steve Buscemi, Chris Farley. Oh was it Brendan Fraser? Am I thinking of the right movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was Brendan Fraser, the front movie. man yeah, of yeah. the Lone Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not farting on no snare drum. I right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hijack this pod from my birthday pints and popcorn <laughs> that we never did <laughs> nearly uh, a year. yeah it's been it yeah i got I all got, because I'll you couldn't find a copy of harper oh well, I, I could you sent me a link for it and then i it didn't work <laughs> so <laughs> or it, it was like okay. one of the, it was one of those ones that like it just it would it like would take it would like buffer play like 20 seconds and then buffer for 10 minutes yeah. so it was like ah. that's when you just gotta like pause and then step away from your computer for like yeah yeah i feel you but yeah one day we'll do that pod yes we will i <laughs> I, I found it on ebay i just need to actually like find because it it's like you can get the dvd for ten dollars which you know me in physical media i'm always a dvd guy so right I get it I can't imagine what that DVD. I wonder how many DVDs of Harper have ever sold. I'm gonna guess there'd be a few. There'd be a few few Paul Newman fans around. Yeah, that's true. That's just just that 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 are completists and just have everything. And it's like from what you what you've told me, it's a good movie. So I'm assuming like there's plenty of people that like it. It's a good movie, but it's like kitschy. You know, it's like it's not like you know Cool Hand Luke. It's like its own kind of thing, you know? Yeah, it's a bit more like Whereas Cool Hand Luke's like a classic. It's not a classic by any means. It's just like this fun Paul Newman kind of noir. Yeah. But but anyway, hot kit, Harper. (laughs) (laughs) He wears a lot of cool suits in it. Yeah. And also Um, there's this girl in this bikini in this one scene. And it's a scene that's just way ahead of its time. All right. Bikinis have come a long way since then, but still, this the scene is very important. <laughs> it's like 1960. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to have to watch it and then and figure out what you're actually talking about. So, um, as far as this podcast goes, we didn't <laughs> didn't have exactly any. <laughs> as you can probably see, is the plans have derailed very quickly. But it's been an interesting uh, couple of weeks for the sports at this time of year. Usually, we're getting. Um, starting to well spring training should be happening right now in baseball um but it's not and it's unfortunate and i think just today they announced that games are canceled through april 14th is that correct they canceled another two so they're basically that's four four series so like 12 yeah yeah 12 13 yeah yeah so we're in um unfortunately this like yeah cold kit um the mlb owners uniforms whatever those are (laughs) Like a, I guess, suit a suit jacket suit, with a polo. <laughs> suits, I guess, which you were just saying, uh, hot kits for Paul Newman suits, but then cold kits for MLB, you know, Don Garber and... and yes. And Not Paul Newman suits, but every other suit. 
Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially whatever um, weird suit Steve Cohen's wearing. That guy's a weirdo. Yeah, it's been it's it's unfortunate though because I I. I have this weird thing. So baseball is a sport that when you're in Australia, it just you, it, you sometimes, I mean, you know, we're, I'm a baseball fan and Andrea's family's from LA. So we've had reasons to get invested in it the last few years, but like, it's not a sport that's. Um, oh, Dodgers. Go ahead. <laughs> he had to get that one in there. I won't be putting that one on the blog. <laughs> <laughs> Cold kit. <laughs> I, 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 I renounce that, um, that uh, nomination. So, um, but it's such a thing that like you kind of you're, you're outside the sphere of it. Like basketball is really popular in Australia. So it's all around you. Um, NFL is to a certain extent, but because baseball is not really huge here, you see the hats a lot though, which is weird because people just buy them as a fashion item. Um, hats hats. as well. Yeah. I know that, that that's, that's on my, uh, on my little list that I've got on my computer of things. Um, Maybe we can, maybe that's when baseball comes back. Cause yeah, that'll put the pressure. That'll put the pressure on the owners. The Jersey Boys pods <laughs> will not draft hats until we come back. So well, it's bullshit because uh, we'll... they were gonna do even more city uniforms this year, like the NBA did, and like I think like eight I or have... ten MLB teams did last year. Cubs yeah, I was really excited with just the talks that like I've seen. You know, you see tweets here and there of like concept kits and stuff like that, and and the talks of a little bit more expansion in the. And I loved some of those MLB like as baseball. I like the Cubs and that's one. what I. I yeah, and that's what I messaged you about earlier is like just a little bit of discussion on this podcast just about the aesthetics of baseball and then stadiums at, at a wider length because I think it's something we haven't talked about too much yet. Uh, we 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 mentioned it in the in the prism of like uh, our Super Bowl matchups. We talked about you you talked about um, how the stadium affected the matchup in a right. good way, and um, but I think baseball for me is one of the most beautiful sports um, aesthetically when it's. Um, just photographic like i've been sharing a few like there's a baseball history instagram i've i've started following oh. on our jersey boys account just for and some of those shots of just guys in there you know they're the old school jerseys and um you know whether it be like the likes of ebbets field or the old yankee stadium or um you know wrigley field to this day and and fenway, fenway. Park and, um, um older holograms um, uh, yeah yeah just all those old school i mean if you're into that kind of stuff you got to get the show the video game because they do a good great job of recreating that stuff and if you're into baseball history it's just like mm, it's I so cool to, to be able show. to play well the new one comes out april like 5th i think so, <laughs> so before the, <laughs> before the season <clears throat> yeah oh uh, yeah before the actual season so that'll be weird yeah. um but yeah baseball is just a very I think it has to be a pretty game because it is so slow compared to other mm. sports. So it's like you need the cathedrals and like go back and listen to our pints and popcorn episode about Boulderham. We talk a lot about cathedrals of baseball and stuff like that, mm. but you need that in baseball. You need like reasons for fans to come out and just take in the beauty of the game because it is a game that like there is a beauty to it compared to like, some more high contact sports like football and stuff it's like a yeah so yeah it sucks it's just a perfect sport for summertime and just beautiful parks and cool uniforms and a nice cool beer Mm -hmm. (laughs) on a 90 degree day it's just like something romantic about it yeah i mean some of my favorite sporting experiences in my life have been baseball games like i've been to stadiums 
stadiums and sports all over the world, but like my favorite, some of my favorite moments, even just like when you and I would walk down at PK Park, like for Oregon College Baseball, like that was a beautiful setting, even though it's a tiny, very Not pretty. Not quite mood. a coliseum. <laughs> no, but like just the, there's just the trees, the trees like by the Willamette River in the background <laughs> there. Um, <laughs> And just like that kind of, and that's a very small scope. But then when you get to the likes of, um, you know, I've been, you know, I've like did a trip to Wrigley a few years ago. Um, and that's cool. like, so, so to, to start off in one, like there's two that I have in mind as my favorite that I've been, I haven't been to too many though, but I've been to a couple of big ones, but Wrigley, I still haven't been to Fenway, so I can't make any I was going to uh, go this comment summer, about that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, our, our good friend, it's hard to good play friend, good, yeah, our good friend Vince had a trip. I think had a, oh right his a, first trip yeah. too, right? Yeah, and and now yeah, I think so. Yeah, and now he can't go. Um, and he's he's a Sox fan, so that's like obviously a bucket list one for him. And it'll happen at some point, but it sucks when you actually finally make that plan and then you know greedy owners uh, dig in like they have. But look at you, like, Henry, so- Mister <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what is? So for you, because I, I I know you've probably you would have been to Wrigley and a, and a few other, but I know you've probably been to some that I haven't. What is what is the okay? Let's take Wrigley out of it because that's probably the obvious answer. Because yeah. I think that 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 is my favorite stadium experience I've had almost anywhere. Um, but what is your favorite? Uh, say, let's start. With just let's like um give baseball some positive love, being that we are talking in the middle of baseball. Okay, what is your favorite? Yeah. So what is your favorite baseball stadium experience and and reasons for it? Okay. Outside of outside of Wrigley, let's like okay. keep that one because I'll talk about Wrigley in a bit, and we can talk about it because I've just got such a wonderful memory of my day. I just have a lot of good memories at Coors Field. Um, yeah, it's it's right downtown, which I love a ballpark that's like mixed. Like that's what makes Wrigley super special. <laughs> mm-hmm. That it's just in the middle of a neighborhood, and while like Coors Field is kind of like on the outskirts of Lower Denver or Lodo it still is a big part of that. And so it's like, once I like was able to drink in a bar <laughs> and I, I definitely drank at Coors underage too. My pops would just go get me beers and I had a fake ID if they came over and mm-hmm. we got pretty tanked at one. Oh, when the Cubs like were blowing it down the stretch, I was in the Denver post that, that day. Cause I was in line trying to buy tickets with a Cubs Jersey on. It was a good That's time. Awesome. Anyway, I just have a lot of good memories at Coors. It's a really pretty stadium. Like, obviously, Denver, Colorado is a beautiful town, beautiful mm-hmm. city, um, Mile High City. Um, almost got killed by a batting practice home run there when I was, like, eight. It's just some really good memories. It's just, like, a, a special place to be. So, I definitely right, – Yeah, I didn't actually I – th- I knew you'd been there. I didn't realize you'd been there. Um, so, you've been there a fair few times? I probably, like – been to Coors on at least six different trips, I'd say. To right. Yeah. No, that's cool. Like starting I, from I, when I was like eight to now. I think the last yeah. time I went there was like in 2018, maybe. So, yeah. It is. I mean, it is. A, it is a short hop to uh to your uh to Nebraska. I mean, that's. I stopped off in Denver on my way to to visit you in Lincoln a couple <laughs> yeah. of years ago, and it was a very short hop then. I did. Yeah. I haven't been, I've been, I've walked around that stadium. I got dropped off by my Uber there. Cause I was like, I saw where that stadium was. And then the, the walk to Pepsi center and I bought my gummies, my cannabis gummies at like a, it was like a, they just a let ball. you in there. You just walked around. No, no, it. no, no. Oh, around the outside, around, around the outside, like saw the statue and it like, you get a feel for just the, the majesty of a stadium. It's a pretty like, stadium love... too. It's got the brick. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, it's old school. Yeah, for- it's really. I remember being there and being like, I remember texting Andrea. I was like, we got to come back here in summer sometime. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, there's like a bull, a bull, <laughs> yeah, there was a ballpark themed um, dispensary nearby, and that's where I went to get my my gummies. There's yeah. also one of my favorite um, barcades in the country. There, right across from the uh, the stadium, called One Up. Okay, it's tremendous. Yeah. So. It's super weird. Like, Lodo is one of my favorite. I know it's like bougie and like kind of douchey, but Lodo is one of like a fun place to party. There's I enjoyed of- it. I I went to a brewery nearby that state, like just because I started my walk to Pepsi Center, which is on the other side. There, I but- that's probably like Cliffside or Rockside or something like that. I probably know exactly the brewery. The well, brewery. there's probably. Yeah, it sounds just you saying that sounded familiar. So I'm not exactly sure. I yeah. Either way, it was an, it was very uh yeah. One day, um, when I was there for baseball, it got completely rained out. So I just sat at the brewery that's like around there, around the park for like mm. five hours with my pops and just got hammered, waiting for the rain to let up and like the <laughs> game to start, and it never did. So that was fun. So yeah, I yeah, I think like I love a ballpark that's in a in a good good area, like a good place where you can get drinks beforehand like so many parks i feel like now are being built away from the city that is just like the it's not fun it lacks character yeah yeah i mean that's why um wrigley to go back to it um has that distinction for me is just one of the most fun ballparks both the, the aesthetic beauty of that stadium in its in of itself like being so old um, the the ivy, just the 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 feel in the stadium. You can feel the the history of that, like you know, pouring out from its pores and every crack in the timber, and you know, it felt it felt old and and a touch smelly, like but not in a bad way. It's just like it's just got that. I remember I remember people like I've talked to about the old Yankee Stadium, and they were just like, yeah, you just it just smells like piss and the bleachers. I was like, I want to experience that. I wish I'd been able to go, but like it's Wrigley crazy. has what sports you Wrigley, speak. yeah, but like the. Wrigley itself is wonderful and the, and the stadium, but then the out the outside of it is what makes the experience. Like the entire day that you can spend. Me and Andrea, we, we went to it was like a seven p.m. like game. Nice. I've never been to a night game there. Sucks. Yeah, well, I I, re- I recently listened to the thirty for thirty podcast about the lights going in at Wrigley. Right. Which yeah. is really, really yeah. great. It is a really great and interesting story to listen to. Um, Rain out but, on the first night. Yeah. <laughs> like but, they didn't um, want it to happen. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but the uh the 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 wrigleyville the, the the bars and stuff all around that fucking that place is just what makes that that area for me because it feels like you were saying about stadiums that are built away from the city and built for the purpose of the stadiums you don't get that homely feel of like it the stadium was just there as a part of the expansion of human life in that area like this thing has been a part of the fabric and why we are here and everything that has made us humans get from you know 1900s to 2000 and everything going forward when a stadium is a part of that evolutionary process it feels like this was part of life and this is what it's meant to be whereas when you build a stadium and it's great there's a great kind of black and white with the the white socks in town as well because that weekend we were in Chicago. We we spent we got to Wrigleyville at 12 p.m. So seven hours before the game. Probably a bad idea because I was tanked by the end of the game. And I remember having it the, just the worst hiccups because we decided to go to uh, the Pelican no Goose Island Brewing 
after the game and then i just got the worst hiccups because it was like one beer too many probably because i'd had 16 or 17 at that point <laughs> but like the fact that we could spend like we got we were chatting to a bartender in this like old bar like i can't remember if it was the cubby the cubby the cubby bear or something there's like bear. a bar called yeah. uh, we were in the there like we just yeah we just went to all these what spots and, it, and we got to see life of that day in that area for Wrigleyville just start like we it was very quiet when we got there and then people slowly started filling in there was people like us their first time they're taking photos outside and then it got busier and busier people got drunker and louder because there was a few people you could tell that had the same idea as us they got down there early and there was some of the more regulars I think that got down there you know around five or six and then and it got really loud and then the, the game and then go out to bars afterwards the fact that you can spend we spent nine or 10 hours in that area by the end of the day. Like it could have been, it might've been 11 PM before we went back, but then you go to a new stadium, like the white Sox. Um, I can't remember what the name of the field yeah, is. Cellular. Is that what it is? I don't even know if that's, that's what, what it was at least. Yeah. I hate it. Um, it's, it's dog shit. I've never been there, take, but I just, Hey, we, we got to see uh, Cubs versus white Sox there, which, was Oh my God. And, and the Cubs won. Um, nice. But yeah, we went down there. You catch the train down there. There's, there's like, the the team store and a couple of like bars and stuff that have been built for the explicit purpose of the stadium so they're kind of attached to it it's super expensive it doesn't have the the smet like the you know the bars around wrigley are old they have that they have that thing that they've like organically grown from the stadium whereas everything at the you know at the at us Elia, cellular um <laughs> whatever fuck it um maybe i've got covid um it just it, it's all like guys in a boardroom sat down and said this will work this will work this will work yeah. and they probably looked and and it's just like that's to me is the differences now it's a beautiful place to go watch like it's fine it's a great you know all the amenities are there it's all but it doesn't have the feel it doesn't have the aesthetic the beauty the the this soul that a, that a place that organically grows has and you know, who knows what it would be like if that stadium is miraculously still in use in 100 years because it seems that once stadiums are new then they can just get they just redo them 20 years 20 or 30 years down the track whereas places like wrigley are the last vestiges of what um yeah it's great to see that owners you know i mean fenway was in danger of being knocked down mm -hmm. until um oh, while well, we were just disparaging the current ownership those are the ones that did save it and they did the same thing for anfield anfield again is another stadium similar it's got houses around it they've knocked down a few to expand it a bit but it, the bars and the old old pub like the old pub right next door that the club was founded at 130 years ago is still there you go there you can have beers and they they use that history a bit in the bar as the cubs ones do but that's that to me is the one of the most wonderful things in sport is to have that kind of experience with the stadium and, and enjoy that beauty and that that cathedral aspect and the um and it's art it's it's yeah. something it's it's moving living art is that kind of stuff whereas you go to these i'll go to some of these new stadiums over the years i'm sure i'll go to sofi at some point where the super bowl was the rams and Chargers home ground i'll enjoy yeah. it but it's not <laughs> buy a striker you bitch <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and that's that's um yeah and what you were saying about cause in um Denver seems to be the similar thing. It's like when it's a part of a city and, and some kind of seems to live and breathe and, and the pace of it is at the same is with the city is what makes it great. Because when you go on, whether it's your team or visiting a city or a team, it's like, that's what you want to enjoy. That's what really makes sport special is that as you know, we, you know, jerseys are a part of it, but then it's the, the entirety of it as well, I think is really important to 
how we enjoy it and how we take it in so yeah i will say i i've enjoyed going to target field in minneapolis which was new it was the the first year of it that was like only 10 years ago or something like that yeah um but it's right in the heart of downtown um right next to where the timberwolves play in downtown minneapolis Mm -hmm. which is just like i just can't say enough about that when you're like going on an away away trip to watch your team play is like for the stadium to be downtown and like where all the action is it just Mm -hmm. makes for such a better experience for the away fans is to like okay so we're this close to the like milwaukee is the same way um i don't i didn't see their ballpark while i was there but their their new arena is like by a downtown area it's like it just makes things so much easier Mm -hmm. and it's like um I don't know. So it is a bummer. I mean, Pepsi Center is kind of like that. It's not called Pepsi Center anymore either. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's Bally Sports Arena, isn't it? It's Bally Sports whatever. or whatever. Yeah. It'll always be Pepsi yeah. Center to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, I guess, when we look at because new, new stadiums are going to be inevitable for a lot of teams as we go forward and in, in whatever amount of time we have on earth left. But, um, I think that's you, you start seeing some. So, we're like, I mean, talking about baseball, we look at, you know, Portland that seems to have cooled, but their plans for their stadium were interesting because they were, they were building it right on right there on the Willamette in the north. Like, the um, I'm gonna start saying that more than uh, the Willamette, Willamette. <laughs> um, but the Willamette, um, damn it. <laughs> I, it was a CJ that did that when he first moved. I can't remember. It's just something. I think everybody one of, does it right when they one, of, one of the. But then there's one of the Portland radio guys that does it ironically now, and now it's like stuck in my head, and it's just funny to me. Um, but like right there in the Willamette River, um, in the north, like northeast industrial kind of it side would have been of cool. the city, or it would be cool. And the interesting thing that they were doing with that stadium too was kind of they were gonna build it purposely for around thirty-two to thirty-five thousand. Like they weren't. I think that is the future of sports idea if we're going to go forward is like actually not just going, we need to build a 60,000 seater because that's what we, we want. It's like going, okay, we're, we're Portland. We're not going to fucking fill a 60. Like LA gets a good turnout because they've just literally got the population based on the popularity with the team. They just get one of the consistently high, but Portland's not yeah, going to have the population. Yeah, if you want fans who arrive in the fifth inning. <laughs> Come on, or is that LA? They don't they don't well, that, support the Dodgers that they, well. They want to no, I can tell you they want to get there early. It's just that the traffic won't allow it. I've been stuck that's in right. that traffic. It is it is fucking horrible. Um, but that's what's I think the future Again, is they don't straight. have to live there. I promise people in California <laughs> that you don't have to live there. Anyway. I, I, I need to stop. I need to stop bringing up the Dodgers whenever I make an example because it's just a show. No, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> no, I think the best ballpark that I haven't been to is in is in California. I want to go to San uh, San Francisco's. Uh, I've been there three times. I think it's it's yeah. it's really real. I think it's called Oracle. It is. I think it is. Yeah, they've kind of really. Uh... But it was AT and T, and then it was Pac Bell before that. That's what I always remember it as. Mm. it was was at&t when i the few times i went there and yeah yeah is it is it yeah it is great great food um garlic garlic fries um there's something (laughs) about eating garlic fries up in the nosebleeds of um 
Oracle as it is now and watching a baseball game and the cold fucking wind is blowing. I was going to say it there. sounds cold. <laughs> it is fucking cold up in the bleeds there. But it's, <laughs> it's a it's a beautiful stadium and yeah, seeing a home, seeing like home runs out into the bay and then you got the kayaks out there and like that's that's, that's the I thing is like was. yeah, I guess what I was saying about the the old stadiums and what makes that beauty, but then there is a way to do the new sta- stadiums in a way that you can you can like get that going. It's just it isn't building it isn't just taking the cheap land that is vacant, you know, like, you know, a few few miles out of the city and trying to make it's just not gonna work, I don't think. And we've seen that with I, I mean the Chicago Bears are kind of talking about moving. Yeah, I, 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 I worry about I worry about that move because I understand the issues with Soldier Field, but that I've been to Soldier Field that same trip we went to What's Chicago. The issue? I think it's the stadium. I think they're they're limited in what they can do with the stadium because it's it it there's something about this. Is it heritage listed or whatever the term is over there? Because of its, um, they're, they're limited uh, in what they can do to re like to, so they're a bit kind of hamstrung by the stadium. Like a historical a site. Yeah. So I, I think they want to do, but then like the major things that they would like to do to it, then there's, is going to change the area a fair bit. So there's a little bit of back and forth with the city. Maybe I can't, I've read up on it a while ago. That's crazy. And there's a guy. There's well, a they can't tear it thing. down obviously no they can't but then it's just like then the, but then the bears are saying well fuck it we'll just go to i think there's a spot yeah even it's like, like outside Nor- Chicago. yeah so like that to me is like the, the the great thing about that weekend even though it was only a preseason game we got two baseball games and a football game in and it was all like the football game was within walking distance of our downtown hotel yeah. and then the the baseball games even the, the white Sox one while i'm you know shit talking i'm i'm trying to be Cubs white Sox game is pretty dope it was still a pretty short um train ride to the and the and the you know it was just the train nice to the socks yeah or the the sub the subway or whatever you yeah the l i believe is what it's yeah because isn't the the rivalries referred to as the red line series I think. Uh, yeah, I don't call it. Is that, that what it's? Because I think it's the red line that you like. You get yeah. you get in the red line north, the red line south. Because those trains can get pretty gnarly in that series. So, cheers to you. Yeah, it was ballsy, yeah, ballsy choice. Again, we went down early enough that we kind of probably missed the main rush of people because we wanted. I, I'm, I'm a get get to a stadium early kind of to experience the aesthetics, um, try to get a feel for it. it depends. It. it depends with me. It's like. Yeah, I don't know. If it's just, first time, if it's first time, I do. I it's just, and I also have that anxiety of like not wanting to miss anything if I, yeah. Mm. So, but we got a bite to eat at the one of the very expensive places attached to the stadium, and <laughs> yeah. but it wasn't it wasn't the same, and that's what like so we look at the that like the Portland. I'll see if I can find a link to the Portland uh, stadium project plans for if they get a team major league team to baseball and pop it in the. In our blog post, but you can Google MLB to PDX and plans as articles yeah. from the Oregonian or whatever. Well, Oakland has like a similar plan that's on the water. Yeah, I think these teams are finding out that it's like good to have these stadiums and scenic areas, and mm. especially on water. You know, like you look at Pittsburgh Stadium, which is another. I'm hopefully going to knock that off this summer when I go yeah. see one of my buddies in Pittsburgh if they pl- if they fucking play, but. <laughs> Like I, that's a park I've always wanted to see. Is yeah, Pittsburgh. and that, that, that it's right there on Pittsburgh. the water. Maybe see uh, Christian Bale flying around on the old <laughs> yellow bridge. I don't know. 
it is it is a beautiful set that's one that like when i was trying to think of examples because i kind of just went from you know my experience in life and that is anytime i have a thing where if a beautiful game is on tv i could have no i have no connection to the pittsburgh pirates whatsoever but i'll sometimes if it's a night game in pittsburgh like and i've I've got nothing to do at home i'll put that on the background because it's just it's pretty to look at and day games as well but yeah it's a pretty park it's a and I like black and yellow as a stadium, as, uh, as a jersey aesthetic. So I like watching the Pittsburgh Pirates as well. Black and yellow. They're a, yeah. They're a, they're a hat I want to buy. So like Pirates just, always have sick uniforms. Yeah. Like going back to the Clemente days. And even yeah. when they like got crazy in the, in the 70s and like went with yellow jerseys and like black pants and stuff, they still looked dope. Mm-hmm. So... I've always had a soft spot for the Pirates because of Clemente, and then they built that park, and it's like, that's sick. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because I hate the Steelers. <laughs> so they the, the Steelers Stadium. I'm Heinz. Kidding, it is Heinz Field, isn't it? Okay. That's right there on the water too, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. So that's like, that's a city that's kind of got it going as well and, and with their teams and kind of the experience, I think. Um yeah, they Again, almost lost the Penguins like in the early 2000s, I think, which is crazy. That's so fucking but... nuts when you think about the like the '90s Penguins teams, and then again the teams that they've had. You know, the couple of cups they've won with the Crosby era. Well, yeah. it was like right after Yager and like Lemieux got cancer, but then Lemieux right. came back and it like saved and like decided to like buy into the team to save it in Pittsburgh, like because they like needed a new arena, I think, or something mm. like that. I don't know. I was a kid when that was going on, but the Knicks are absolutely smacking the Mavericks right now. <laughs> I, Which I, saw, is... <laughs> I saw the score updates and was like, hot that's, kid. That's the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Doncic oh. not playing. I'm playing against Doncic in fantasy, so I hope not. Hopefully he's having an off night. I have no idea. I haven't checked. Half of my players were out today, so I was like, Let's... <laughs> I think we're all dealing with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's it's fun talking about the stadiums because I I love that's probably one of my favorite things. You've you've you I I talk about it with you all the time. Different sports trips I like taking, and we've we've both talked about it a lot. And yeah, I think Chicago's been one of my favorites because of that aspect of it. We didn't get to a basketball or hockey game there because it just wasn't that time of year. But I I don't know. Cause I think that's slightly south of the city as well. Um, but I thought it was. Um, I don't know. I haven't been to I haven't been to one in Chicago, but I've heard yeah, it. I haven't been there, so I, I think I mapped it quickly once. Just to, I was just out of interest to see where it was. Once I'd been to Chicago and knew the down, like, kind of lay of the land, um, it's a that's a fun city to go to in summer. Like go down the pier. Um, Only in the summer or fall or spring, just not the winter, basically. <laughs> Even the summer can be brutal though. It gets so hot there. Oh, it was fucking. I we walked from our hotel. All that concrete. <laughs> through the yeah well we walked through our, from our hotel was like right across the road from the park where you go up and see the bean and stuff like that right so we i've never been up to the- there yeah it's hot there because the fucking sun's reflecting off that kind of a thing <laughs> yeah. but it's cool like andrea looked at it and was like i don't fucking get it this is stupid but i was like it's the bean i don't know like <laughs> it's <laughs> our <gonna>? andrea <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you see it's art <laughs> <laughs> It's up. Get it. Um, madre. Tu madre. No, not two. Me madre. Yeah. That's muy stupido. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That'll get me in trouble. Yeah. I don't know if she listens to this podcast, so it's all good. She's kind of well. Then that's movie stupid. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, no, Chicago's yeah, like, great. We'll have to do. You sports walk down the pier sometime, like sports cities, like as like a collective. Like, what are yeah. the best sports cities? Because that like that goes into the aesthetics of it. Like how Pittsburgh, like all their teams are black and yellow. Like I think that's cool, mm-hmm. and not a lot of places do that. But yeah. yeah. Like, that's why I was, like, always stoked when the Timbers had red kits in Portland. Because it's like, hey, Portland only had the Blazers forever. It's a black and red city. Like, let's go. Mm. Yeah, and then you even have the Thorns who have a black, like, black and yeah. red as well. Um, the Winterhawks kind of gone away from that. Which, by the way, hot kits, Winterhawks um, jerseys. Yeah. They've, they've dropped for this weekend. Um, but I'll pop that on the blog as well. But, yeah, it's... um. Yeah, Chicago might be one of the better sports cities out there when I'm thinking about it. But we can, we can so do so many we can, teams. We can, we can, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I think you know you need to have cities that have like a, at least a certain number of teams. Um, that like you know, I mean Boston's good for three quarters, but then you know the Patriots like fucking half an hour out of town kind of kind of defeats that a little bit. Um, also, just long. a trash franchise that. <laughs> Just shouldn't even count for Boston sports. I would like uh, – no, I can't say that. I was going to say I would like the Patriots if they went by the Foxborough Patriots, but no, because it would be the same same New England douchebags just being like, Tom fucking Brady, he's coming back. He's going to play running back behind Mac Jones. Super <laughs> 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 Bowl. Yeah. No, yeah. the rumor is now that uh, Brady's going to go to the Niners. So, cold kit, 49ers. That would be that. I mean, he's he's a Bay Area kid, so um, yeah. I just think right, but would, he would have to would, break his contract with Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, and I just don't think. I just don't think. I think he's retired. Like he's retired on top with a good storyline. I just don't. I think that's going to like. Well, he retired on a playoff loss where he played mediocre but you know no but the 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 general the general story after that one was like he led one a great comeback to make it even like it shouldn't have even been in the in question that game and he he got him back tied and it was like then stafford grew through a great throw to get them the the field goal so what i took away from it is that center should be able to snap the ball and Cooper Cup should be able to hold on to the ball. Because <laughs> he fucking held on to it in Super Bowl 50-whatever. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> God damn you, Cooper Cup. Bane <laughs> of my existence. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We, we, we should probably do... Um, I was going to start talking about other... But then we could do... I think we could do a pretty good episode on um, different, different sports and their favorite stadia from each sport. Oh, yeah. um, even if it's ones, even if it's ones we haven't been to, just ones you know, yeah. you can. Oh, there's plenty of games I watch, and you just go, that looks like a fucking beautiful spot. So, yeah, it, um, I think yeah. like MLB would be the best one to do for that because like I like there's not like there's no NFL team on my sports bucket list. It's more college football stadiums for sure. Like college football, only, if, college yeah, football, college football would be good. Would be good. Yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, that's that's a sport of um, like NFL. Every stadium's like the same, and it's. Just I think like, Lambo's the only only one, right? Right, Lambo. To me, um, I've yeah. been to Arrowhead. 
which is I thought was a cool experience, but it is in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's right next mm-hmm. to the Royal Stadium, but it's just a cool stadium because of how crazy the fans are, but it's loud. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Lambo is like probably the last one of the last cathedrals. I mean, Soldier I Field, probably. I mean. Soldier Soldier Field is really nice. That was a cool. Spot. I'd rather go there for a Notre Dame game, which I think I missed my opportunity this past year. But yeah, because they played there. Um, but, but yeah, I can't think of too many others. Like, I mean, Tampa Bay looks like a fun spot to see a football no, game. No, like I don't ever want to go to Florida. <laughs> well, that's it. It's like I, I can I just want to drop in and out of that spot, like <laughs> just because it looks. There's a pirate ship. I don't know, but. There's um, not a single stadium in Florida I want to go to because it's just not worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like, cool. honestly, yeah. like the Tampa Bay Rays, like Tropicana is, has to be one of the worst sports stadiums of all time. Mm. It looks like yeah, an enough. indoor shopping mall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that like a Tampa Bay Rays game, like to go, so to go to the other side of like, you know, if I turn on, I turn on a Pittsburgh Pirates game because I want to see it and it just looks pretty in the background. I may not even watch my own team playing the Rays because it's just right. it just looks ugly on TV. It's just like half the shots and the angles, like if you're behind the batter or it's just like you just see this the roof and then empty seats because no one's fucking there. Yeah. Uh, this, like, my pops is big on this. So I'm glad we're talking about this. Like the aesthetics of like since this is part of the aesthetics is he's big on like he refuses like even if the timbers are playing seattle in seattle you like won't watch it because he's like i hate watching matches from there it's just like ugly and it's just like i don't and he's the exact same way with the rays it's just like i won't watch like even playoff games like he watches he watches every sporting event that's on television but if it's like a playoff even if it's a big playoff game for the rays like when they were playing the Sox this past year he's like no, I don't want to watch games from there. Like, mm. It's a big part of the game. It is a cool stadium, honestly. It I think is, in yeah. it depends on the sport. I think the NFL matters less, but yeah, the football. camera angles of the NFL are often just a very field. But college football, like they work in shots, like I guess because the crowd and the schools are such a big just part. The of fans. Like, There's a bunch of kids there, like like college kids like that just adds to it it's just like a different thing than the nfl where it's just like a bunch of like 45 year old drunk dudes who like work in insurance like it's just like (laughs) i I don't there's no like vibe to that it's just like Mm -hmm. america run amok and then there's fights at every fucking game at every nfl game and let's go brandon chance and shit it's like why would I ever want to go to an NFL game now? Yeah. It attracts the lowest common denominator of a country that doesn't have that high of a common, general standing. Any, so it's just like okay, I, but but baseball. I, will say I one think thing, just, just <laughs> sorry. I was just gonna say to be because you were going on the NFL. I don't know if I want to really be a part of it because it kind of scares me, and I, and I might say the wrong thing and then get and be become part of a table. But I wouldn't Bills, say a word. Oh, a, the Bills, Bills. A, a, Bill, a Bills tailgate just I feel like I need to experience it at the same time yeah I'm pretty into that before yeah. I die um that might be where we die who knows yeah I was gonna Let's say before I, I before I literally die of alcohol poisoning that day when I visit but um <laughs> you know what babe it's just something that like I think we have to do <laughs> before we're 40 
Yeah, you got it, babe. I think it's gonna it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We should start coming up with a list of we're like, going to get our like, ass kicked, like saying babe over and over again there. They're just gonna be like, <laughs> I'm not even gonna say what they're gonna say because it would get me canceled. Yeah, yeah, let's let's keep all that. But yeah, we we'll probably that, that we will be used as a table that gets broken. So. <laughs> yes. Somebody's gonna throw David through me. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> that's <laughs> And Andrea's just gonna be like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We need to start coming up with that list of uh, Jersey Boys uh, uh, trips that we want to do. Oh, so yeah. many. Some, so some fucking boys. many. College it's basketball. Funny, like... Or yeah. college football. I was just looking at my TV and said basketball for some reason. Because I have the But college football, there's so there. many. Like, I want to go to so many different SEC stadiums. Mm. just to see it you know it just seems so like crazy so yeah i don't know if there's not many nba one i mean i would go to any nba game so yeah (laughs) the thing with the indoor stadiums it's just it's kind of a different thing but then like there's there's some historical like you know you talk about going to like see a duke game at duke like oh yeah i want to do that like like those kind of places yeah, Kansas, um, like the even going to UC. I don't know if it depends on the if the teams are in their original, like if it's a place that's been around a long time or whatever. But because I, 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 it's one of my great regrets is that that first year at Oregon, I just didn't think to go to. I didn't realize the MacArthur Court thing and all that stuff. And <sighs> I, I heard never, that was I pretty got, special. Yeah, I remember Vince talking about because Vince and Jeff, like him talking about how the the year that Oregon went, like only won one game for the entire year they went to every game still and it was just such a fun time and and walking past the old macarthur court building like when i was a student there i was like fuck it just looks like it's such a clap but matt knight is yeah 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 so i just remember oregon oregon's program shaking like literally like whole arena moving yeah yeah that's Um, just stuff you don't get anymore like unless you're in stadiums like Fenway or like definitely Virginia Tech, I want to go to a night game there because they do the Enter Sandman thing and like yeah some of the reporters I've worked with have like talked about it and it's like when you're in the press box which I probably wouldn't be but probably could probably could get a credential but it's like the press box feels like it's elevating because the stadium is rocking up and down so it just feels like like I'm so into that (laughs) like I don't know. (laughs) I like Virginia Tech isn't even good anymore, but like their entrance is one of we could do that too at some point. Best entrances in the game <laughs> in sports. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, yeah, you could do college alone, but then I mean I I was lucky enough. It was a terrible game. It was like when the Yankees were um probably at their lowest ebb of the last 15 years. It was when A Rod was had just come back and was getting booed by his own fans. It was just weird vibes, but I got to see Mariana Rivera enter a game for a mm-hmm. save and and enter same Sandman song, he comes. right? I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was Enter Sandman. That's what got yeah. me thinking about it. It's Enter Sandman. And it was like it was like a half full Yankee Stadium for like a game against the Blue Jays, I think. Um but it was still like there was a there was and because I knew if he was like I was I was hoping it was gonna stay close just because there was not much redeeming factors about <laughs> that Yankees team that yeah, I just want I was like, I get to go to a Yankees game, I get to see Jeter. like it was when Jeter was still there and um, what was it? I bought a Jeter jersey, but now I can't remember if he was actually playing. 
it's a terrible memory, but I was I was more I think the big thing I was going I was like hoping to see Mariano Rivera enter the game to enter Sandman, and he did. So that was yeah, that'd be a cool amazing, experience. So. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah definitely plenty that's... of bucket listings. I need to go to New York soon if the if baseball is being played. Yeah, I definitely I mean, want to see of... the Mets play because they have. Uh, I got to get a picture by Shea Bridge, which they have out there. <laughs> In center field. So, uh, and they retired my name at that park. So, (laughs) I want to see that. That's a pretty, that's a decent flex. (laughs) I'll pay that. It's Uh, wild that I'm not a Mets fan. I'm like forever grateful though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess the the, the last great times were uh, before you were born. So, um, I was reasons. a Mets. Oh, well, they made. I was a Mets fan when they made the World Series in 2000, and then like that's I was, true, like, they did make yeah. And like I love Mike Piazza, who is now a piece of shit. Um, but like I love the Mets, and then I just remember like watching them one day with my dad. They were playing the Cubs, and so mm-hmm. we were watching Mets Cubs, and I was just like, I think I like like Sammy Sosa was on the team. I was like, I think I just like the Cubs more now. <laughs> It's like that. So my dad's a Cubs fan. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, I think the Cubs are like the way to go. Like, I have no connection to the Mets at all. So, other, well, mm. the name. But. <laughs> no, I mean, you, the Cubs were probably, you probably thought they were a bad choice for a long time. But yeah, that, that nice redeeming. I mean, that's the thing about that was like, yeah, when you get the redeeming. Um, the thing is, when I like started liking the Cubs and like, 99 2000 around then like i was still rooting for the mets in that world series when they played the yankees in the subway series but mm-hmm. when i started rooting for the cubs like they made the nlcs like maybe three years after i started rooting for them and probably sh- like yeah, that was been. good they had that good period was that like carrie wood kyle hendricks and a few like i can't think sammy so not kyle hendricks <laughs> he's currently on the team mark Pryor. no i'm <laughs> no, there's another. Is there another Kyle? I'm thinking. Is there another Kyle in Cubs history that I'm thinking of? Maybe. I'm thinking of Kerry Wood. Kerry Wood, Mark Pryor, yeah. Sammy Sosa, Moises yeah. Alou, Alex Gonzalez. Who everybody wants to blame Steve Bartman, but Alex Gonzalez booted a routine double play ball after Bartman, mm. and completely fucked us. And you know. I have no, I, you know, at the time I was a young 14 year old kid, like mad at the world. So of course I was going to get mad at, mad at Bartman, but it's not his fault. Yeah. There was a bunch of people reaching for that foul ball. Mm -hmm. That 30 for 30 they did on that was a, was pretty good kind of way of looking at it. Cause there was a few guys that were like, there that were like reaching out for it and they were like but we didn't touch it then we got mad about it it's like you were fucking right but yeah it's just bullshit it's like the bad side of sports it's just so like and and i feel like the bad side is getting like is coming out way more because i just feel like the bad side of society is starting to come out a lot more i don't know if we're just like i sometimes think that too but then i think it's like we we see more i think it was all yeah i always say Because I, it's also me fighting back against. Because I hate people that say it was it used to be better, like times were better. And I'm like, well, if you're talking about like what 1950, then like racism was still like legal, like all those things are still there. Like, because 
yeah, you know, yeah, I'd you know, your grandparents would be like, oh man, times back when we were we were young, and I was like, oh yeah, you meant when, like when you were young was right when like like indigenous babies were being stolen from their families and like as a legal policy in Australia. So what are we talking about? I think we we are unfortunately made more aware of everything that is happening instantaneously all the time. It's fed to anything, any little thing happens at a game, like a fight at a game. We see it on our Twitter feed because it gets retweeted a million. I don't think that's times. good. No, no, I don't think it's good, but I don't, I don't think it actually means that we're getting any worse. We're actually just being made more aware and maybe we're going through this period of time where we're just so like, we're so overwhelmed with information because it gets retweeted and, and Facebooked and all that stuff constantly that we it's kind of like another re, like a, just a change in and we'll get to a point where like people's people are already starting to think about what they do in public more i think I, I think about it now not everyone does and that's why we still see the videos but you start thinking about it and start thinking yeah i'm i've got to be more accountable because there's less ways for me to get away with shit which is just the truth truth of the matter is like honestly you know, probably like, a good thing too though because like people yeah. should not be like i mean like if you're talking about like hurting another person or something, you should definitely not be able to get away with it. Whereas like, if you're mm. talking about casual drug use, then you should definitely be able to get away with it. But like, yeah, it's just like, I feel like people, I don't know. I, I do honestly feel like people, and maybe it's just me getting deeper into my thirties, but I feel like people are way more emboldened than like they were even 10 years ago to just be like complete assholes. Like, I don't know. I just feel like there has been like this cosmic shift or something. And like, I, I, I did say this. Uh, so I agree with that too. I think we, we see, I think we, there are more emboldened to be assholes, but then the good side of it, and this is like a, like a classic human thing to do is we notice that more, but I, I do try to look at and see there's a lot of people that even more emboldened to be good as well. Right. Like right. we see, like I, you know, just the first person that came to mind for some reason is, you know, like, 20 years ago, a person like Alexandra Ocasio-Ortez would like, we just would, we don't see her, but now we do. And she's like, you know, and she's like, you know, she's in the political system now. And like, there's always going to be issues with that and conflicts of interest, but she like, generally we see good people like that. And then all the good people that are outside of that as well, that we just see there is good, more good people getting more emboldened and using those platforms. Cause she, AOC was like a, was a great, a root, you know, like, grassroots is what i was saying i was saying ground roots in my head i was like that's not right she's definitely um, grassroots she was, fucking yeah, and she <laughs> and, and, then and utilize social media to get her platform so it's like there is the good side of it too but with the yeah. good it's like a yin there's always a yang to the yin in either way whichever yeah i mean obviously happens. like having all that so, shit at our fingertip like you like we're so much smarter than we used to be but like i think like the more educated you get the more depressed you are yeah, because you, <laughs> I, for a bevy of reasons, um, I just I just think that's how it is, and so I think that's mm -hmm. why like they're like more people are on pills and more people are depressed and more because there is more like like there was like a hundred years ago this war between Russia and Ukraine. It's like you're not being constantly bombarded with information on it. You're reading about it in the fucking newspaper every morning. And then you go on about mm. your day and you're like, fuck, I don't even think about that at all. Now, you know, mm. now it's like all over Reddit. There's a new post every hour, you know, it's just, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, we're more educated. And maybe that's the thing is, that maybe that's the thing that like, yeah, sorry. I was just saying, 
No, go ahead. Maybe I was not ne- going. That's anywhere. the next level of. That's the next level of what we need to do is like humans is like every time there's a technological shift, you have to, you have to think about how you utilize that in life. And then when you repeat your people in your life, like when TVs came around, it was like, okay, well then you need to limit TV time or whatever. And, and screen time with iPad. And that's what we need to do as adults is also like, you know, and maybe that's like starts at a grant, like in schools is like people, you start teaching people about these technology, technology and, and being responsible with it a bit more. Yeah. I don't know. That's, yeah, but then it, it comes down to the parents too, and all that kind of stuff, and and what we do. And there's always going to be the people that just don't do the right thing, and and then and then blame the technology, but it's like or whatever. And there's going to be people that are good, and we'll just have to hope that the good people outweigh the bad people, and that's just what it's always going to be. The technology isn't going anywhere. So I mean, yeah, I've exactly. I've just heard the one thing where it's gonna just like somebody said like it's just gonna take a generation. That's just like, hey, all our parents and grandparents were on social media all the time, posting all the time. That's lame as fuck. We want privacy. Like that's, a, and I guarantee that happens in our lifetime. Is there gonna be like, this is like gross. This is like way too, especially when it starts like filtering lower and lower, and you have like five year olds with Instagram or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. this is like at some point it's going to be like, we just gave away like all of our lives for what? Yeah, so yeah. I think we will reach a point um, whether we're all dead of nuclear warfare or global warming before then, I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> one way it'll come to an end. So. Yeah. Hopefully we get to some stadiums before then anyway. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> I gotta just start like, yeah spending like the world's ending (laughs) (laughs) um it's my birthday week i'm sorry so i'm living it up no this has been maybe it's been living it up said hey (laughs) (laughs) and there's the grab from this podcast (laughs) (laughs) um i only have a couple of hot kits uh i got a couple one was one was the Liberty one, which that just came off organically earlier, so I, I popped that up there. Love um, an organic hot kit. <laughs> I love yeah, it. The next one is obvious. Um, us Australians and 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 oh, cricket right. in the sporting world, sporting world lost someone that um, is one of the biggest icons of the game ever, and far too soon. He was um he was fifty two. Uh, Let me yeah, grab my he, sunscreen. <laughs> Um, he was 52, uh, Shane Warne, um, but he's he's someone that transcended the sport. Like you know, I, the fit photo I posted up on um, Instagram was of him and Michael Jordan, and Michael Jordan's holding an Australian football in it, which is fantastic as well. And like he was one of the first athlete cricketers. <laughs> there we go, tribute. Um, he did the lips too for was, some reason. Well, it's it's you're out in the sun for a long time, <laughs> um, but. It was, he's just like, I don't know how to put it and translate it to like, it, it, it's like, it's like if Jordan died now, it's like how big he is for um, cricket. And he was one of the, he was the number four of the top five cricketers in world cricket for the 20th century, voted like by the main cricket, Wisden Cricket. Um, so it seems more of, like Kobe. Yes, I, if you're going to ask you, but I was just mean like he was bigger than Kobe for our sport is what I'm trying to say. Like he is Jordan for the sport. Like if you Oh, really? In, in this era. He's not the great. He's not ref, like, so the greatest of all time is another Australian that died. I oh, actually only 
2003 Donald Bremen died, but he was like in his 90s. So I just mean if for what he meant to us in the current generation, I guess is yeah trying to the goat thing comparison is a bit off, but he just what he meant to the current generation of cricketers and like what he did cricket in the in the 90s and just transforming the game and how it could be looked at and the type of person he was too was a larger than life personality like you know he had some thought like he split with his wife because he couldn't keep keep out of he <laughs> photos got leaked at, like while he was in england with two women in the same room <laughs> while his wife and kids were at home but he hey, you know he, are built for monogamy <laughs> he he owned it and just went you know it was just he, he one of his I watched it. He had a documentary and he came out two months ago on Amazon Prime, which he was a major part of. Like it was him. And at the end of the documentary, he goes, I smoked, I drank, I bowled a bit of leg spin. That's me. <laughs> and, but he was incredibly giving back. To the <laughs> oh, yeah, very, 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 cha- very charitable. Like when the 2004 like tsunami happened, he was over in Sri Lanka with one of like the other great, great players of his generation from Sri Lanka. Like just, he, he rang cricket like a Sri Lanka is such a big cricket place. He, he rang supplies, got cricket bat, like tried to get as much stuff in for them. Um, he was giving back to the game. Like really, he was passionate about the game, which is right, right into the end. He was a commentator here, like commentated right up until a couple of, like the end of this last summer, he was commentating. Um, so he was such a, just a larger than life figure. And just like what, like me as a fan, just, I grew up watching that guy fucking just bamboozling. Like I, if you bowled spin in the backyard, it was like, it was like Kobe in the sense that like, you know, when you shot that fucking piece of paper at the wastebasket, you yell Kobe, if you bowl and spin in the backyard, you're going bowling, warning, bowling chain. Like you just, that's what you're doing. So he was, when you bowl a paper into the trash. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it. I've, With I've the spin. The yeah. Um, but Probably yeah. Well, yeah. If you're listening, like I'll post it on the blog too, but just look at the ball of the century. If you don't know cricket and just look at the ball of the century, Shane Warne ball of the century, because it's literally referred to as that. What he could do with a cricket ball is just, it doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah. I honestly didn't understand it when I watched it until I watched it again. I was like, yeah. where did the ball go? The because... slow motion, the slow motion of that, considering it's not like grainy 1993 footage, the slow motion really does help yeah. because you see, you see the flight of the ball and the, and the curve he puts into the ball that really digs into that. And then it comes right back like two fucking feet. And like, yeah. And that player he's bowling against was uh, refer- was known as a good player of spin. Like he could play spin pretty well. And he'd, that one fucking completely bamboos- bamboozled him. And you well, see I mean, it goes umpire. like almost 90 degrees from yeah. where it, I mean, it is. Yeah. I know nothing of, of the sport, but uh, it's a wicked googly. Yeah. <laughs> The googly was a ball. Uh, who, yeah, someone used to bowl those. Anyway, I just um, know that from a Seinfeld uh, commercial <laughs> from Mastercard from my childhood. He's playing yeah. cricket at a club and he goes, "That's a wicked googly," <laughs> 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 which is probably how I came up with Pollywog, honestly, because of <laughs> shit like that. It's a wicked googly. It's like what the fuck. Yeah. But yeah, uh, do you like who like? Who's the best cricket player of all time? Uh, so Donald Bradman. Is that an Australian? Yeah. He, so. so <laughs> if I no, asked no. somebody from a different country, would they say the same thing? Yeah. That's it. So right. his, his average score for like, so in cricket, you make runs and you can make like, you know, yeah. it's not like baseball. Like his average uh, score was 99. 
runs of a game. Oh, that's a lot. So I look yeah. at like um, Test cricket averages. It is it's so far and away um, averages all time. Sorry, I'm trying to like. I just can't remember who's second on the list. Um, there's like a minimum amount of. Uh, yeah, the second on the list is like an Australian that didn't play too much because he played the minimum amount of matches. Um, it makes sense, but basically. His average for his career is 99 runs. The next on the list is 61. Okay. Like so uh, from every averaged, country? From every country. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the at the next, the best that wasn't um, uh, Australian was Pollock from South, Austra- uh, South Africa, who averaged 60. Um, South West Africa. Indies, West Indies, 60. The best English player, um, Sutcliffe, averaged 60. Um, the the current Australian um, player that's being compared to Bradman, just to how good he is, averages sixty. Um, just no one has ever averaged close to that. And people say, "Oh, well, it doesn't matter the error." It's like the error there was tougher. Like he was having to catch a boat and spend two months on a boat to get to England to play. He almost died on a boat back once. He like literally almost died and then came back <laughs> to play. So like his average of ninety nine, and so his last match, if he'd made one run. He would have had an average of 100 for his career, but he got out for no runs in his last match, and he went, well, that's cricket, <laughs> and walked off. <laughs> but, yeah, no, like the 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 greatest – now, he's a batter, so if you go to bowlers, then it can becomes a discussion because there's fast bowlers and spin bowlers. But right. Probably, right, 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 right. Warren was the only bowler in that top five of the 20th century, so the rest – That's where it's different then. from baseball because you never hear of, a, like, a pitcher being the best baseball player ever. Yeah. So that's why, yeah, Donald Bradman will never get topped off that list because no one, it's, he, I mean, his career was 19, what was it, 1928 through 1948. Um, <laughs> Holy so, shit. So since then, no one's been able to even get within uh, 38 runs of his average as a career. Like, I think it's minimum 20 matches played is what they, they. It's basically it's, the sports Young. <laughs> yeah. So the it's Cy just Young like, won just a billion games before. Yeah. A long time yeah. ago, we'll just say that. Yeah, well, and he played in like there's a fa- there's a famous series in England uh, in 1930 was it 1933, where the English basically had the plan to bowl short balls, which mean they bounce up at the body. It was called the body line series because it was brutal because the English were just like we can't. The only way to, <laughs> to to beat Australia is to just fucking destroy them by bowling these hard pieces of concrete to hit them in the head and the body. Because back oh. then they didn't wear helmets too much either. So he played that kind. He played in that era of cricket, and yeah. So he's by far and away the best ever, and won't be top. There's just no, like no one's getting close to that average ever. So and they play more cricket now. So which that probably doesn't help the average, but you know he still played 52 matches, and um, and so that's a fair bit of cricket. Um, because te- test matches are five days, so it's like potentially so you got to times that 52 by fives actually get to the amount of days of international cricket he played so you know i think back then they might have not even had the limit did they go longer then sometimes they went six days it's quidditch <laughs> um i don't even know anyway, i've got i've gone i've gone far too long on that i was trying to give warns no. but yeah i yeah cheers to shane warren yeah what a guy. He, he, he would be appreciated sounds like my type of athlete yeah so. smoked a drink smoked drank bowled a bit of I'm gonna do a quick one, but uh, my my hot kid is also the same as my cold kid this week. But so 
Well, You'll have to is... stay with me. But uh, hot kid of the week, the 1980s Los Angeles Lakers basketball jerseys. Just beautiful uniforms, Los mm-hmm. Angeles Lakers. And they just look really great in this show called Winning Time. Oh, that's what, okay, yeah. I was trying to, like, what have you got? <laughs> hot kid. They just look, short shorts, I think is a dope look. You know, I've come around to it after being like a long shorted man most of my life. I'm like, my shorts just keep getting shorter, shorter and shorter. And just like the Lakers, like the shading they had on the numbers in the 80s, which they don't have anymore as much, like the Magic Johnson era, they just look great. But my cold kid of the week is the Lakers uniforms because they okay, just of, lost of, of this day of this of era. today <laughs> of literally today because <laughs> uh, they just lost to the Houston Rockets and that is funny to me. So <laughs> there you go. The Hot and cold kid of the week. They're not that different. They're not that different. But mm-hmm. they couldn't be. It's- further apart <laughs> well we've spent a lot of time on this podcast all talking about aesthetics and the aesthetics of a terror this lakers team right now with uh westbrook and, and co is is it's not fun to watch it's turn off basketball so and the aesthetic yeah. of jerry bus dr jerry bus in the early 80s is real nice yeah. <laughs> let's just say that i'm looking forward to watching this series i think because it's a it's really how it's gonna. It's so good. <laughs> it's it's unfortunately because we don't the, the service it's on is we don't have, and we don't want to. I think we can, we try to not have all of them at once because it just gets right. Right. Yeah, I feel you. So I don't have like a, I don't have Ted Lasso. I I watch it illegally, yeah, or if um, the government is listening legally. <laughs> um, it's someone else doing the illegal thing. You're just. Yeah, I'm just. Getting, Benefiting provided the service, <laughs> which they might think is the same thing, but hey, we'll, we'll argue it in court anyway. Um, yeah, so I will be come I after me. Be, I have nothing, so I think Andrea wants to, she, she needs to finish Insecure, which is on that service. Oh, boy. And win, winning, winning time is coming, so I think, but then Paramount Plus, we're almost finished with that, that has the local soccer league rights here, so but that's coming to the playoffs. So once that finishes, we're finished that is Champions League over here, so. Champions League is another thing here, which we don't have currently. So I'm just, I, I just haven't watched much Champions League this year because fuck, pain. Oh it's man, just too... cold I, kit. I like... ESG, those Bulls kits. What the hell? That was, that was. I, I forgot about it, and then so I've got that was going to be my cold kit was PS. I was trying to think what my cold kit was because I had it earlier and it just blanked in my mind and I hadn't written it down. But yeah, boy, oh boy, we're parallel PSG. thinking on this pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're uh, yeah, we're we're we always. Soon. I guess parallel is not the right word. I don't even, I don't know. In line thinking. (laughs) But yeah, that was, that was a bummer to watch because I like Mbappe a lot and like watching him in uh, big competitions. Yeah. Yeah. Now I will watch no more PSG this year, probably. (laughs) This is like, why, why would I? You don't want, you don't want to go watch him play Rennes or Marseille. (laughs) I would watch them play Marseille, maybe. They're not. Yeah, I was just that's the first thing that came to my head. Uh, it's the teams that I've never heard of that they play where I'm just like, why would I ever watch this? Why are you yeah. subjecting Messi to this? 
It's a unique aesthetic when you go, you see PSG playing like a 15,000 seater stadium next to a fucking cow paddock or something. It's just super <laughs> <Yeah>. weird. <laughs> well, that's all they have now. So have fun. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, that was definitely my cold kit this week. It's just unreal to see a team that's tried so hard to win the Champions League. has got multiple catastrophic failures over the last few years. I think they lost that one where they had the, uh, it was probably four the or five years ball. ago now. Was there handball? I'm thinking of the like when uh, they they were, another they were like, no, there was the one where they were like four one up on Barcelona after the first leg, and Barcelona right. came back and like it was like some they had a decent league from the first leg, and Barcelona won the second game like fucking five two or whatever they had to do to win it and and scored their last two goals in the last 10, 15 minutes to get get by him. And I put money on Barcelona getting through, so I <laughs> I, I won a hundred or so bucks on that one from a very small bet because their odds were that long. Um, but yeah, no, it's just. They've got some, and to be 2 0 in aggregate up in the 60th minute or whatever it is when Benzema scored yeah. his first goal. Yep. You've, you've got them 2 0 after 150 minutes of football, and you just need to do 30 more minutes and you just yeah. fucking fall apart like that. It's well, just, they scored then, two goals in like three minutes. So, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was definitely, yeah. It, it definitely happened in a flash. But PSG also lost to United like within the past five years on they did uh, that's right that's the one you talk yeah that 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 uh fan that handball there's a free free kick and the guy like jumped up backwards and it hit his like the back of his arm like his yeah. tricep basically i don't know it's probably handball i guess but they've, they've gotten a lot more lenient like by the rule they changed they adjusted their rules yeah. to get a bit more lenient on that yeah kind of arsenal shit, so had something like, like that this past weekend um against yeah. or against watford and they didn't yeah. get it called, but so yeah, you Whatever. think about that I don't one. Yeah, so there's that one. So you've, you've just—I was trying to think what you're talking about, but it's now in my mind. Now you've got that one. You got the Barcelona one, which is I think four or five years ago. Now you got this one. It's just yeah. like, yeah, that Brett, that Brett brand, those guys branding. Apparently, the fucking PSG owner or someone was like raging, looking for the referees after the game. So I don't know why. I don't know. Uh, the first goal, the first goal, like uh, Benzema kind of clatters the keeper without actually getting any. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I've seen that called. Like the keepers are usually pretty protected in that. Like he's trying to play the ball too. So it's like he is he an outfield player, but then you can't, like, you can't go through the player. So it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know what other calls happen. I just saw the highlights and it was like that. I, I get it. Like, but it's not like, the most egregious thing either so it's just like well yeah. fuck but it, you know in a game of small margins like it did it, it it was the start of the turnaround so the second goal yeah. was close to offside too but they var'd it and everything it was like it was like um i don't know if it was benzema's leg but his, benzema's leg was past the psg defender but his arm was hanging over so it's mm. like his arm was keeping him on side so it was one of those so it was just it does suck though, because um, this morning when Mbappe scored that first goal, I don't obviously I wasn't watching because I don't have the service for it. It was dope. Just, like, I, it was a dope. They goal. had they got put on Insta, and yeah, those shorts like the Jordan shorts, like the uh, the, the bull the Bulls inspired shorts with yeah. him blitzing blitzing down the field after that ball and scoring. I was like hot kit right there for the day. Like I had that one. Yes, you looked great in in the first half. They were just running yeah. like like Mbappe had another chance that like. He, he had just, what two? He had two ruled out for offside, I think. Yeah, he had. He definitely scored. I remember one. 
Um, I was in a twice. meeting. He scored Madrid, twice. But... Like one, yeah, um, yeah, two that were all out. One was very clearly offside. Like he was offside, but he he did a really sick little like drag back kind of to get around the keeper. And um, but then the other one is the player that um, the winger that passed it into him. I can't think recall who yeah. it was, but he was offside when he received the ball down the wing. So because he definitely was saw one, like he thought he was onside. <laughs> that the other the, one I remember yeah, that, him being like, all right, yeah, whatever. Yeah, he looked straight across at the lineman, linesman, yeah. I think, in the second one. But yeah, the first one, yeah, he definitely thought he was he he was celebrating with the classic uh the, the silly. But then he yeah. scored and I was like, Oh, okay, this is probably over. But yeah. I mean, without the yeah. away goals rule, like anything's up for grabs now, right? Like, yeah, it's it's funny. I'm actually enjoying that now. Like now that it's gone, and I know I've accepted it. I was kind of mad because I, I always thought it was an interesting wrinkle. But now teams are just like, it's just football, and it's like it's also the law. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it does make the it does make the team that has the second leg at home like feel a little bit better because like when Liverpool like that Atletico Madrid game, like when they scored the goal in extra time, it was just like there was that much more weight to it. Yeah, because they, like they were getting that extra time to be able to score an away goal as well. So, it I've it's grown. It's I've kind of like I was really against getting rid of the away goals, but now I'm like now that it's just the way it is. I'm like, ah, it's fine, and it's kind of it's been fun. So, yeah, I mean, it does give like the team who has home field or who has who goes away the first match like makes them pack it in more. But I don't think you're ever going to be able to get that out of the game when there's two two matches in a yeah. you know it's just somebody's always going to have to sit back yeah and some teams and some teams would just naturally have that attitude like um Bayern Munich did that to us like, like a couple of years ago sat back uh, and when mm. they were away and then we and we just, they just we went there and beat them anyway yeah um, I remember but... when you guys beat them on my birthday um just 30th birthday happy, happy birthday babe <laughs> There's just this fucking obnoxious Liverpool fan in Lincoln, Nebraska, who's just like, oh man, hate that guy. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> oh, and I was so happy, like, because he was already annoying me, like when Bayern was still winning that tie, or that we're at least in the game, and like, mm. I don't know, I don't want to get into it. No, we won't get into it. We got we got to get this. But I remember that Bayern. I remember that uh, Bayern um, aggregate. So yeah, it's all right. We got to get this wrapped up in a sec because I got to shoot off and pick up Andreas soon. But that's fair. um, I only had one. Yeah, I only had one more hot kit, which was one that the one that I said it was going to surprise you. I won't get too much into it, but um, James Harden looked good in the uh, in the Philly City kit the other day. I saw him play and he looked engaged in the game. And it's amazing just how an attitude shift in a play. I don't, you know, I don't like James Harden. I've put it on this podcast before. So that's why I was like, this is a me trying to be as objective as possible. I was like, I looked at him kind of running down the court and bead there. They were in there. And it was in this city kit. So this is like very kit. Um, the kit really elevated. Philly has good, good city uniforms. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about the go back to the city edition draft, um, episode two <laughs> slash one. Uh, but uh it's the first one on the feed now so um yeah we we talk about it there but like he looks engaged he's yeah he's still not he's still not i don't these numbers are consistently like he hasn't hit those like mvp style numbers but he looks he looks like he's fitting there and he's happy like there's been all these fucking videos of him and mb just fucking loving life together and yeah but i it's amazing like he just looked 
and this isn't me bashing, but he looked chunky and uninterested in life in general in Brooklyn. Just like he just would just didn't care his body movement. He just didn't look like a he wasn't fun to watch. And now like when I just saw some clips of him in that game, some highlights I watched, he just looked engaged a lot more a lot more spring in his step and looked like a basketball player again. And not that I like his game too much, but just the aesthetic of I like that was in it. And I'm I, I know I've I could go back through that text message history and find a lot of texts of you saying, I don't like that fucking charge the player and get the foul fucking shit that hardened up, but which I agree with. That's but, who we learned it yeah. from. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. I can't watch it. And Luca is taken after Harden now, so I can't even watch Luca. And also, I think Luca's a dick. Well, they've taken that stuff away a little bit like this year with the rules. Like they're not, the players certainly aren't getting it as much. Like, yeah, but. But yeah, um, well, they say black is slimming, but with Harden, it definitely wasn't. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just he, and it, it's so funny how it's probably just simply the attitude change. And like, I don't blame him for like probably looking across the room at Kyrie and going, "I don't want to be a fucking part of this like diva shit." So yeah, I don't I know. It, that, I feel like Harden's done some diva shit. <laughs> oh yeah, but like he's probably still like, oh, like he, he yeah, he get. Like, Jesus Christ, the Blazers are getting fucking... Yeah, they're getting housed. I was pissed that, like, they um, didn't make this deal last year. Like, why did they waste time with Brooklyn getting yeah, that, him that, here? Because he, like, was shit for Brooklyn last year, too. Like, KD didn't need him. KD and Kyrie didn't yeah. need him. So, Although they, like, if they... Yeah, they were so close. If they get past the Bucks, it would be interesting. Like, that series was... It was that close, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, literally so, Durant's toe. Yeah. Um, hot kid yeah i, I i'm not hot gonna give you next. too much <laughs> katie's I'm not back gonna give hard too much love but i just had to say that like it genuinely was a thought i had when i saw him in the kit and just i was like ah, that's actually like good so i have to give him props and give that kit props again um i wouldn't get it with harden on the back if i ever bought one i'd get Embiid, but it's just a good kit oh yeah and, for um, sure and harden, harden harden feels it well which was surprising to me i'd probably get maxi now that we talk about it, though. yeah, he's a good, he's a good young, young buck. My dad is keeping him over Bradley Beal in our fantasy league, so prepare oh, yourself. Interesting, he made the he made the trade trade for Bradley Beal, and um, yeah, that I trade really just fell apart quickly for both parties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Sexton, yeah. Lonzo, and Beal all got hurt. Mm-hmm. Wait, who am I leaving out? I can't uh, even remember who. Yeah. No one wants to hear about our fantasy league. But I digress. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I think I did mention it briefly, and I'll put it on the the, pod, uh, the blog post as well. The Portland Winterhawks have some really dope um, specialty kits coming out. I think it's a collab- collaboration with Portland Gear or something who had some had some input into the redesign of their logo, which we've talked about in previous podcasts. Um, I think the Washington Commanders podcast, we talked about um, name changes and, and, all, and or logo changes, and the Portland Winterhawks have certainly blaze the trail for um being able to keep a name while uh re- completely revamping their brand which is cool and they've got some cool jerseys they're dropping this week so i think i shared them to the insta story but that'll probably won't be there by the time i uh, get this podcast uploaded but that'll be on the blog so check out the portland winter yeah they're jerseys. very cool yeah also the chicago blackhawks hot kit dropping eight goals on the ducks <laughs> last night <laughs> who hasn't who hasn't <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't follow hockey very much anymore. But uh, uh, the du- the Ducks had a little run where you know, like we had that uh, hot kit for Trevor Zegers. Right. Um, yeah. His, oh, his the the goal, goal out of midair was very yeah. cool. But Justin, our friend Justin, did text me and said, "Is there a koala somewhere who's really upset about this?" When we were up like five one last night. So <laughs> <laughs> no. You being said koala. Yeah. Yeah, the the rare the rare red bearded koala. It is a uh, yeah. yeah. I didn't get in, it first. We are like, an endangered species. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> well, oh yeah, he, he, yeah. I mean, he was around when we, you and me, were just drunk in a bar watching hockey. So yeah, he probably he definitely was. Around. That was my hockey heyday. I would say like from about twenty oh nine to fourteen fifteen. No, probably sixteen. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was around. Like when I started chatting to like those oc kids that were in the bar in the o bar that were ducks fans like justin was there like justin was with me one day when we all just drank a shit ton of beer and and watched hockey so yeah he's probably got that those specific the, memory yeah. in his head those were the days that's when people were nicer to each other <laughs> we yeah. were talking about yeah we could just walk up to a person wearing a wearing a ducks jersey and be like man let's watch some hockey and and drink yeah. a shitload of beer that ducks red wing series was so fun i'll never forget that I can't even remember. I just remember just drinking a lot of beer. <laughs> That's all I think I the Red really. Wings beat you guys, and then uh, the Hawks beat the Red Wings, and then won the Cup. Yeah, in 2013. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I was drunk. I, I, I. Oh yeah, we were in college. I was happy. <laughs> 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 yeah all right we'll have to wrap this one up but that's been the jersey boys pod it's been fun um yeah a lot of varying subjects but um the aesthetics of sports is something that we'll uh we'll get a lot on this podcast so the aesthetics of life yeah yeah well sports is a microcosm of life so <laughs> <laughs> yes sir all right cheers babe that's jersey boys out great pod babe Okay.